with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for super coach purposes, and that's the round 20 in the books. I've just come off the last game of the round, the Tigers versus the Cowboys, and my goodness me, have you ever seen the, the something so dodgy? I mean, it's an absolute disgrace to the game. Klein, he should have to check his whistle in, and he's, you know... He should never be allowed in the bunker either, ever again. He is an absolute rubbish, completely rubbish referee. Can't believe he's got Origin Games this year. He is an absolute spanner, a complete spanner. What a snap ahead. You Tigers fans, I'm so sorry to you that you were ripped off with that last second challenge and and absolutely bizarre and wrong call by the bunker there. They'll probably come out, Annesley, and he'll give you some bullshit bloody excuse that it was right in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, you're not going to get those two points back, are you? Neither is Munster going to get his bloody try assist back, it seems. They did the right thing and turned T's try contribution into a try assist today in updates. It was the right thing to happen because, goodness me, if that one to Kenny Bromwich wasn't a try assist, then why was Latrell's out to Jed Cartwright a try assist? They... Munsters was more of a try assist than Trell. But you know what? Trell's the big flavor of the moment, isn't he? So there's no conjecture there. He keeps his try assist. Munster, late update. They updated it to give him the try assist. And then just in the last half an hour, he's lost it again. Bullshit. Scorers in Supercoach. Are you related to Klein? Have we got a Klein scoring Supercoach? Because that's just rubbish. Absolute rubbish. And that's what I'll start the show with. Munster, justice for Munster. He deserves his try assist back. A simple catch and pass by Kenny Bromwich there. If if Trells is a try assist, so is Munster's. Come on, guys. It's not hard. Uh, the round. I finished on 1183. I didn't even crack 1200. I looped Teddy, which is the only good thing really that happened in the round. My two trade-ins were Fafita, who barely touched the ball all game. He still finished on a 62, which I could live with. And I brought in Drinkwater, who gets hooked. He gets hooked. Coach deserved to lose that game. They should have lost it. They lost the game. And they were handed a freebie to win it. And he deserved to lose the coach, Peyton, for hooking Drinkwater. Sure, Drinkwater didn't have the greatest game in the world. He still laid on a try. And look, the the cows look terrible. They look worse with uh, the hammer at fullback. So I've traded in uh, Drinkwater. He's cost me some head-to-heads because I needed a, I need a 70 out of him minimum. Get up over the 1,200, which is probably par, I think, for this week, 1,200. I'm going to finish below that. It's been a shit round, and I'm pissed off. Excuse the language all on the, the start of the show. 1183 I've finished on. The good things in my team, Teddy, I, I, I looped him. The only downside was is that I ended up getting an AE, and it ended up being Fenua Pole. Um you know, he he's 26 points, uh, and that's, you know, a small AE. I was, I was worried about Anderson, who ended up getting 54, but I get Pole at 26. I had Mulatalo as well, so I would have got a 28 if I was <laughs> if Pole didn't get a 26. That's his worst score since starting, isn't it? Of course. Um, and, yeah, look, um, Drinkwater, 32 points before he got hooked. He was dropping balls and stuff, and, you know, of course, Ado Curse. I brought him in, and he stinks. 
So I'm, I'm a couple of points shy this week. You know, I also played Cody Walker, who was absolute mud, got folded by Olam and played like a busted for the rest of the game. So don't you love Super Coach? I'm grumpy. Yeah, I'm grumpy. I got into a bunch of, you know, arguments in chats I was in as well because I was I'm a Raiders fan and after that first half, I switched it off. I did I needed I was getting hot under the collar and I needed a break away from the game. Now look, the, we know the Raiders came back and got a win. I'm still not proud of them though because if you want to be a top 8 team green machine, you need to put two halves of football together. And yeah, we needed the two points and I'll be happy f- that that's the extent of my happiness. Um but uh, I you know it's not no good. Yeah. And by the way, I'm looking at the scores here. No one got the try assist for the Munster. That try. So Kenny Bromwich didn't get it and Munster didn't get it either. There was a try that had no assist. Are you friggin' kidding me? Give the try assist to Munster, you bloody knobs. Honestly. Um, let's go through the round. Um, look, it was a, it was a round where, look, 11.83, I'm going to probably get close enough to par to not suffer for having scores in there of like a 15 from Cody Walker, a 26 from Pole, and I've got a 32 from Drinkwater. Three very low scores, but I'm probably going to be sitting around par just because of Teddy. Um, I looped. He was 10.8% captained. Other captains of the round, that the, the biggest captain of the round was Cleary, 20%. He, he down-dated to... 69 um so that's a bit of an advantage there you know if you had a teddy captainer by a lot of points doubled you know and and i'm lucky that i got that because it was a bit of a smelly old round otherwise um nico he did really have in the wet there they were up against good opposition mind you and he fished on a 47 he's down as 8.3 percent captain which i just don't really get why would you captain him against penrith panthers away Lunatics. Um, Trell was 6.7% um, captain. He fished on a 91, so you're in the sort of ballpark. Munster, 3.3. I had him down as 78, but what's he on now? <laughs> he lost his bloody try assist. Munster, poor, mad dog. It's, it's just crazy, the scoring this year. It's an absolute lottery. And what, what they give a try assist to and a try contribution, it's just complete grey area. You used to be able to watch... Football games, and because you play super coach, you could actually pick when it was. You know, yeah, that's Blas try assist. You know, well, that's a, he's got a contribution, or that's a line break. You know, you'd be able to make sense you, when you're watching it. You know what's a line break or a try assist. This year, it's a complete lottery. The there, somebody is actually watching that, saying the Trell one when Cartwright ran twenty meters, drew a, a player, and passed it after Trell passed it. There was less of that from Kenny Bromwich. It was basically he took two steps and then catch and pass. Munster laid on the try, but he's lost it. It's all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. I don't know if people captain Vel, but he turned up. So, you know, he, he you would have been in good shape if you if you captained him as well. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a round that oh, I didn't really do too wonderful in. I mean, that's not a big Cleary captain score. People were 69 from him. Oh, I thought that they'd smash him a lot more, but it was actually a really good game. It was, it was probably very had a finals feel to it. I think probably game of the round. Um, and, you know, To'o, to- they kind of cancelled each other a little, a little bit out in that game. Cleary was a bit lower than you'd hope. I mean, 69, we're complaining about that. But, you know, Targo, 65, Taylor May, 53. A few of the usual suspects for, you know, hopefully good scores, and they, you know, were a little bit lower. Um, 
Late outs, um, we had a few COVID outs, not really super coach relevant ones, but the big one for me was Manu with the calf. It turns out that play the week before, which was amazing, by the way, um, wasn't faking. Or maybe they just said, have a week off, mate, and then everyone won't whinge about Kiri going back in the halves and you won't look like a bloody idiot for faking an injury on field. I don't know. That's a, that's a bit tinfoil hat. <laughs> but he was a late out. And, I mean, I was um, you know, in a position there where I was probably going to have to play a centre that I didn't want to. I sat Talakai and I sat Mulatalo um, because I just thought that they, it wasn't really a game up against the Panthers for him to score very well in. It turns out that, um, you know, Talakai wasn't too bad. He still finished 40s, um, but, you know, I was forced to have to try, you know, play one of these guys that I would have preferred to sit. I probably would have sat May as well. And he finished on 53, which isn't the worst. Um yeah, the scorers, mate, they just pick and choose if it's a if if, that, if it's going to be a last touch try. So Ken, I don't know, they haven't given it to Kenny Edwards yet or uh, Bromwich, uh, Kenny Edwards, um, Kenny Bromwich yet. Or they've taken it off Munster, so it's nobody's try assist or it is someone's try assist. And Trell doesn't matter that Cartwright runs twenty meters after the fact, and he he then draws and pass. I've seen those being given to that last touch of Jed Cartwright in many, many times. These subjective calls are all over the shop. Stag's got to try assist for a tackle, a la Jake Travojevich from a few years ago. Oh, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Jake is the the one I saw, which I thought was bloody preposterous as well. Maybe a try contribution, but it's a big price to give for a tackle. He They choose to, to give that one in there this week. I mean, bloody hell. It's, it's The game's less fun. It's less fun because it's just a bloody lottery, whether you get the scores or whether you don't get the scores. Cody Walker stinks, he, and I'm really crump, grumpy at him with his 15, and I played him. Supposed to get up against the good teams, aren't you, Cody? Oh. Um, but, you know, there's it's just an absolute guessing game. You know, they're ripping off. And if you, know, you might as well just get in all the popular players. I might as well bring in Latrell next week. Because he's getting all the points. If there's any, if it's any fifty fifties or if the, any of the grey areas, will always go to these popular players. Boom, there you go. Vel's, Vel's all the flavour now. You could that was a smart move for you people that brought him in. We'll cover him when we go to good, good, bad, and ugly. But he's popular at the moment. You know, he. I, I, I knew. I was like, I'm not going to go all this fancy Val picks this week. Val, I thought was a good option to bring in, but you know, Drinkwater gets more hundreds, and it made more sense for me to bring him in because the sweeping fullbacks get the points. Well, he got hooked, <laughs> and uh, Val. He, he turns out being a good, uh, you know, uh, bring in, you know, for teams. And I don't think he got poorly scored either by the way but I'm um, you get my point is if if you go these popular the, the popular fatty type players I'm going to I should bring in bloody trail next week honestly I'll probably bring him bring him in and he'll you know re-injure himself or something knowing my drink water luck from this week um Wonga Blake <laughs> oh goodness me he can butcher a try can't he Sevo poor Sevo you could have got two more tries out of Sevo who was wide open Wonga Blake's a hog. He's a, he's a Ramian, and there's a few of them in the game. And look, uh, if you own any of the Dragon Swingers and you own a one outside Lomax, the flick part, I think two tries went begging there as well. I talked about it last week. You, you know, you, outside of these blokes, it's not good to hold a winger, is it? Because they just don't pass. You should own them <laughs> instead, the Ramians and the Blakes of the world, because they'll just hog it and run and get tries themselves. Um... Look, I'm not going to... Oh, look, the refing, 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm not happy with it. I thought it was just a terrible. Re- I'm not going to go into all the nuts and bolts of it. You saw that Tigers game and the end of it. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're like just justified, good good refereeing, good bunker work. No, even if you're a Cows fan, you got to accept that that was no good. It's ruining the game. Um, uh, we had some in-game injuries. Um, Burbo, he got injured uh, and couldn't come back on. 6% of his owners actually played him this week. Wasn't the worst matchup to play him in. Um, Ponga, 3.3% brought him in um, this week as a pod move to a lot of the popular ones that are brought in. He got a, a HIA very early in the game. What did he finish on? It was like eight points or something I don't, from memory. I, I don't know. But... There's talk that he could be out for the rest of the year, which stinks. And it's going to just have to be a trade-out, unfortunately. I always thought that it was a risk with Ponga. You know, you bring in Teddy, he's durable. You bring in Latrell, there's an injury risk and there's a suspension risk that you don't get. That's kind of why I, I, I wanted to... You know, anchor my team with Teddy. I always thought that if you bring in Ponga, um, you're going to be running a risk that he could get a HIA. Oh, he looks like he's injured every bloody play. Now it looks like he could be out for the rest of the year. So, um, I think he's your trade. You know, you got six points out of him this week. He's definitely not going to play next week. And the word out of there is that he could be gone, well, will be gone for the rest of the year. Um, we covered that, you know, Jed runs 15 metres and draws and passes, but Trell gets the assist. Again, Kenny runs less, and he, he he just does a catch and pass, and Munster doesn't get anything. You know, it's, um, come on. They're, they're basically as close to identical as you can get, and and, and it's got to be Munster's try assist. Uh, Finucane looks like he's going to get two to three weeks for a head clash. A, a clash of heads gets you three weeks, but a shoulder charge for kick out, fine only. You know, Yo absolutely took Moylan's head off in a tackle. Nothing. Not even a penalty. So, I mean, this game that we love, it's um, a bit broken, I think. There's a lot of things that are broken in it. Anyway, this is a Supercoach podcast, so let's um, get on to some Supercoach stuff. Um, A strong 17, how important is it? You know, we got Manu as a laid out this week. We had some tough matchups where you were probably wanting to sit... You know, Sharks players, um, I think as, as the year goes on, one, we've got COVID in the, you know, I had COVID last week. I've recovered from that now. Um, you know, you get a Ponga who's gone for the rest of the year. You're going to have to have some depth in your team. You're obviously not going to hold Ponga. He's a fullback, but it, you, trades would be important as well if you can hold some trades. But, uh, um, you know, people are now down to no trades. Imagine if you're, you were down to no trades and Ponga was in your team. He gets the rest of the year out you're screwed. You know, you've got to have a strong 17 to pick every week um, and probably a strong enough 20. You know, like I, I, I was able to sit Mulatalo and Talakai this week, which is a good feeling to have with your depth. I shouldn't have played Cody Walker. I mean, look, you know, that's unlucky really. He got folded by Olam and then didn't go very well for the rest of the game. You know, I thought he was a reasonable enough a play because that edge of Melbourne, on, which is South's left attacking side, Melbourne's right edge, is terrible. And I thought that was just going to be try galore down there. South looked good too, and Melbourne looked rubbish. But um, you know, you've got to have a, you've got to be able to look at that draw. You know, I knew that Mulatalo wasn't going to go any good this week because I didn't think there was going to be a whole bunch of tries out wide for them. Twenty-eight points. You know, so you've got to be able to pick your matchups. You know, we often say bring that player in and I'll, I'll play him on matchups. doesn't always work. You know, like today was a fabulous matchup um, for Drinkwater, 32 points and hooked. It doesn't always work like that. But just as a general rule, it does. Um, so, 
you know, now you want to really make sure, I mean, people are nothing and, you know, you've got to do it in moderation because you've got to still, you can't just have a 17 only. You've got to have a strong 17 and at least a couple of reserves. Um, I brought in David Fafida and old mate Hooker that they've started with, our booth, he cannot pass left. He, he, he can't pass left. So poor old Dave, we were like, oh, Dave needs to be on the left. Well, then they brought in a hooker who can only pass right. And look, Holbrook's going to lose his job because if you – it's like if the Panthers didn't know how to – if you imagine the Panthers using Kickow the way that the Titans used for feeder, he's running decoys. And, and he's not even running good decoys. He doesn't look like he's going to get the ball. That's what a good decoy is. They look like they're going to get the ball. They're just – he's a shit decoy. You know, you, if you're going to run a decoy, it's, he's got to look like he's getting the ball and it can't... You know, there was two intercepts there because their attack is way too predictable. If if Dave's running only decoys, yet they know he's not going to get the ball. He doesn't look like he's going to get the ball. Run him sometimes, you know, and run him as a, re, a proper decoy. But, hey, what do I know? Oh, give me an NRL contract. I'll, I'll co-coach the Titans and I'll do a better job than old mate. Uh, Holbrook, he's bloody terrible. Um, the good, bad, and ugly from the games. Um, look, the Broncos versus the Eels. The Broncos, they're the real deal this year, aren't they? 36 to 14. The Broncos were on, and uh, look, I really think the Eels are a bit off. Later on, I'm going to go through some questions, some general questions that I've been getting to inboxes and just generalized questions that people have been throwing at me. Um, and one of them is what I think the latter is going to be, the top eight. I reckon the Eels are a good chance with a very hard draw home to miss the eight. Sorry, Eels fans, but um, the Broncos were good. The good for me was Payne Haas. 105 points for Big Payne, scored a try. And in Supercoach, I love it when people um, are rewarded for holding their fire and send, sticking to their guns, holding a player because in the front row, it's a bit of a desolate wasteland. He'd lost a lot of his value. Um, I was okay with people trading him weeks and weeks and weeks ago or when, you know, when he first started getting the shoulder injuries as a strategic move because he was down. But people in recent weeks, I've said, you might as well hold him now. He's lost all of his value and he's going to come back now. And hopefully he's had some time to rest it. He looked like the the man we know and love, Hass. Um, people held him. He nine point nine percent of people brought him in. They probably brought him in because the value was there, huge value. And you point nine percent people, I bow to you. You are absolute legends. Yeah, hang on, let me find something for you. Those people that brought him in, I don't even know. No, that's the drums. Um, congratulations, one hundred and five points for. Payne Hass, legend. Um, good, good trade in. Um, other good scores in there. A Ray, ninety four. He he, he, made, he hasn't he made a difference to that Broncos team. Lane was good. Uh, updated to ninety one. IPAP, just the uh, good old reliable IPAP, seventy three points. Carrigan was good, seventy seven points. Uh, and Sevo sixty nine. Imagine if old mate passed the ball to him when he's open, he would be on a ton. UCVO owners deserved a ton last week. Um, look, my bad. It's a bit harsh, Ado. 51 points. Matto, um, he's 8.3% owned. It was a bit of a mild return. Um, he looked actually like he grabbed that rib a few times in the game as well. So I don't think he's fully healthy. Look, it's not the worst in the world, is it? 
You know, he's, he's in the last five scores, 90, 80, 52, 69, 51. You just hold him. And um, look, I am concerned about the rib, and but it's a 51. It's not a 30. Um, so it's, it could be a hell of a lot worse. Um, the ugly for me, Moses, 15.1%. Now, it's not a horrible, horrible score, but, you know, in the half, I mean, look, you got... 69 out of Cleary this week, didn't you? And 47 out of Hines, so it's not that much worse, is it? <laughs> but I just think you'll want to have a Hines, you want to have a maybe a DCE. I think Moses, I, I, I answered a question, I thought he's probably fourth in the list of good halves to have for the year, and it was a 40, where were you? 41. Um, look, and he's got a lowish one in him. The last five scores, 73, 33, 115, 65, 41. Um, so, you know, two out of those five are rubbish and two pretty good and one extremely good, you know, so he's a bit of rocks and diamonds. Um, Panasini, 24% owned still, uh, 36 points. Um, the wheels have fallen off, unfortunately with Panasini. He sh- had one low game in his first 14 rounds of a 20 something. And in the last, you know, here's his last five games, 55, 21, 22, 25, 36. What do you do with him now? I mean, he is losing his value at a rate of knots and their draw is about to get harder. So I I don't know what you do with him. Um, I certainly wouldn't be playing him confidently, uh, unfortunately. He's worth 389. His break-even was 89. He's going to lose more money this week and be down you know, into the 330s. So he's not going to have any value to you. Maybe you're forced now to hold him for the rest of the year. And that's why depth is important. But I wouldn't be confidently playing him at all um, after his last four scores. You know, of course, he could go out and brain one. You know, who knows? But the last four weeks, it hasn't been good. Um, moving on to the Dragons versus the Seagulls. They were a plucky old team, the Dragons. Um you know, they cop a, a fair bit of criticism because they blow a lot and they, they play, you know, they blow leads and stuff it up a lot, but they can jag a win, you know, against the odds. I, I tipped Manly Seagulls to win this game, but I think that the Dragons got the job done pretty convincingly, 20-6. to six. My good is Benjamin Hunt. Isn't he in a purple patch? And, and I am, have been, one of the biggest <laughs> criticizers of Ben Hunt ever. And you talk to the boys I chat to and, you know, when Cashy's with in the old WhatsApp, I've laid so much shit on Ben Ben Hunt, just the old behind the scenes in the chat groups. But I'm a convert now. Um, look, his last couple of years, he's I think he's been in near his best career form this year particularly. He's been amazing. And I think probably in hindsight, I would probably unfairly criticised him in the past. Um, and he's having a great year. Um, fish on an 87, he's a megapod. He's 1.9% owned. I don't know if I'd recommend it to people because the scores are not going to compete with your Cleary and Hines types. But in the last five weeks, 73, 68, a 33, a 69, and 87. So four out of those five scores are more you know, pretty acceptable. Uh, good score for him. Um, LIA was good with an 88. Um, Walker was good with an 80. Lomax, it's a pass. 60 points. I mean, he's got a he. The flick pass should be one that he does one in ten passes, not every bloody pass. Oh, Zachy boy, come on, mate. Um, the bad for me, there was a few. Oh no, there was a, a one bad and a f- and lots of uglies. Um, bad was Gary, twenty seven point two percent. Fish on a forty eight, which is a bit harsh, eh? Twenty seven point two percent. Um, of oh, 22, 27 point. 
2.2% people uh, own him and 6.3% of people brought him in. Um, so he's a big target for the run home and he's been going exceptionally well. Um, he, you know, he's, uh, in, he looked busy, but they sucked. You know, you look busy in the game, but they sucked. The last five weeks has been a 121, a 74, a 58, a 122, and this week a 48. That's okay. You know, you brought him in and you would have been hoping for a ton like you got last week, but it was a 48 and then they got rolled. Um, So I, I still think you got no troubles holding and playing Garrick every single week. Um, Ugly. Ola, 19.9%. 1.3% of people brought him in. Um, He's injured. He looked like you could hardly run out there, and I've got big doubts on whether he's going to actually front up next week as well. It was his lowest score of the year. Don't you hate when you're... I mean, 1.3 is a reasonable swing of people that brought him in, and you brought him in and got his lowest score of the year. That's the super coach stingers. Like me with bloody drink water, I think he had a single digits or a 12 or something, so it's not his lowest of the year, but he stunk it up. And it stings. I hate it. I hate bringing in players who look good on surface for why you bring them in, and then they suck. Ola's been great all year, but the injury, he looked like a passenger out there. Uh, DCE, 6.6% of people owned DCE, 2.2% brought him in. It was a nice pod move. People are upgrading man. People are getting rid of um, Pappenhausen to bring Hines down. to. I, I actually contemplated that one myself. Hines down to the fullback spot and bring in DCE, and he was flat as attack in this game, 31 points. Um, look, the last five weeks, 29, 73, 118, 111, and then this 31. So it was three good scores wrapped with two shit scores in there from DCE. I really think it feels like you made a poor choice this week, you DCE people. The 2.2%, I don't think it's going to be the thing. I think for the rest of the year, you're going to get better than that. I think he'll get, he'll get good scores. I reckon he's going to average... Near 80 to 100 on the way home. Uh, so you this, forget this one and watch for the rest of the year. You'll be right. Um, Cooler, um, he's an ugly as well. 26.8%. He's been an absolute weapon since he got his 100. <laughs> and I sold him because I needed to get in Pappenhaus, didn't I? And he's gone now as well. I'm a jinx. Everything is – the wheels have fallen off as the year goes on. Um 51% of owners played him this week, and it was probably a good matchup against um, the Dragons, and he's been scoring very well. 75, 38, 183, and the 31. So that you, you wanted that 75, that 83, that 100, not the 38-type score you got worse. It was a 31. And uh, look, you know, um, I don't know. What do you do with him? I don't know how many trades you have. He's probably good value now because he's been doing so well. Do you just do you feel comfortable running him for the rest of the year? Maybe you can have you if you've got enough cash, get a Val. He's a weapon, it seems, you know, for the rest of the year. All you smart super coaches that brought in Val. I'm still sporting it. Um, on to the next game, the Chooks versus the Knights. The Chooks gave him a bit of a touch up. The good has to be Teddy. Teddy! 152 points, he updated nicely, 10.8% of people captained him, 7.9% VC'd, I was one of the VCers, and I looped him, I knew he was going to update to 150, 
Um, 2% brought him in. Well done. Isn't it nice when you like when you bring in 2% bring in DCE and he bites the <laughs> he has a, has a shocker. Um, and then you, you know, the same amount bring in Teddy and he absolutely goes off. Um, I think that Teddy was the obvious option as an anchor because you need an anchor. Uh, and you know, Pappenhausen was somebody you're like, you've got to have Paps. He was averaging 100 before he started getting injured there. Um, and I just felt like, you know, if I can't have him and I can't have Turbo, it's going to be Teddy and I'll get a second fullback, you know, and we'll go from there. I brought in drink water. Um, yeah, we know how that went. Um, so Teddy was the good 152 points. There was also a great score for those people that held on to Suwali. He was one of those ones where I said you could hold him or you could sell him. There's going to be hundreds, but they're going to be they, – I don't know how, how regular they're going to be. Well, he looked great in this game. There was tries in there, 42 points, and he's going to be – a recipient of some of those tries. Tunned up, 116 points, well done. Tupu has been dog shit, and he's come back nicely this week with a 93, well done. Gus, you know, I had some people that were on the te- they were teetering on the edge, should I sell Gus to get in for food? And no, I was like, Gus is quality. I loved him in origin. Hold him for the rest of the year, and he finished with a, something, where did you finish? 82, good on you, Gus. Edric, 89, good job, Edric. And Sam Walker with an 88. Um, my bad was Barney. Now, bit harsh, you do, I say. Um, 49 points. Um, 0.5% of people sold him. Look, he, they got rolled, um, but he's not as good in lock. You want him playing big minutes in the second row, um, but it looks like Fitzgibbon has done an injury again, re-triggered that shoulder. So hopefully for you Barney owners, you've got a 49 this week, which isn't the worst. You want a 70, ideally. If you're going to have someone that you're playing your second row, you want 60 to 70 out of him. Um, and hopefully he's back to the second row now, and I think you'll start getting those kind of scores out of him, hopefully. But, you know, coach, they've got no ponger now, it looks like, for the rest of the year. I don't think they're going to be nailing the old run home, unfortunately. Um, the ugly for me, it's got to be ponger, 3.4%. It was a nice old pod, and people were talking him up after Origin as an option to replace Paps. He was actually brought in by 0.7% of people, not heaps, you know, that brought him in, but a reasonable number. Um, unfortunately, copped that HIA from Lodge. Looked like he got him... You know, it looked like it wasn't much of an injury, but it was. It looked like a much of a high shot, but he got him flush in the bloody jaw. Um, you know, so, I mean, Lodge, did he get any penalty for that? Or is he on? I don't know. But he's, it looks like he could be gone for the rest of the year, poor old Ponga. You're going to have to move him on. Um, so 3.4% are going to be on the market for a fullback for next week. Um, you know, Luttrell, Val, if you've got Jules, Oh, I don't know if I, how I can... It's a nice draw. I don't, it's hard to recommend someone like Drinkwater after getting hooked this week. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Coach is not going to start the, the game next week with Hammer at fullback and Drinkwater on the bench. That's stupid if he does. Start with Drinkwater and maybe getting hooked this week will get him back up on... Get on, on the wagon again. Um, but, yeah, Ponga's going to need to be replaced. Um, onto the Raiders versus the Warriors. Turned it off. It was a diabolical first half, and and all you guys in Fig Jam chat, up yours, absolutely laying it on me because I wanted to turn it off at halftime. I love the Raiders, and I get sad watching us fade, you know, and chuck away opportunities to get in the eight, and it was a hard watch for me because it was a game I was like, we can, we can get ourselves in, we got a real soft draw home. If we can get this two points here at home, and it was hurting, and I was starting to get hot under the collar, I tried to leave a chat, and I got bullied by the bastards in there. So, um, 
look, the Raiders got the job done, got the two points, 26 to 14 against the Warriors. The good for me was, and, you know, to play two halves of football Raiders if you can. Um, Fogarty, 0.4%. So he's an uber, 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 uber pod. Tunned up. He So 0.4% of you lunatics who jumped on a Fogarty, you got 111 points from him this week, and I have been a bit of a Fogarty hater as well. I've been like, he's a terrible half, but he has, he's warming up, and he looked pretty good. I think this is the best game he's had in a Raiders jersey, so well done to you weird Cowboys out there who have <laughs> of super coach who have um, chosen to run with Fogarty. Um, other good scores, Tuppany, it's... You know, IPAP and Tuppany in the front row, you'll get your 70, no worries. 73 points from Tuppany. Josh Papali, you know, returned to a bit of form, 93 points. CHN off the bench, 72 minutes. I mean, 72 points. Get him on there instead of Whitehead, who the game has gone past. I think the Raiders have, he's signed till 24. He's He's got to be a 20. He's got to go the Fafita, you know, David Fafita, uh, the uh, Andrew Fafita. He's got to be on the bench and just come on and put in a good 20, 30 minutes a game. And CHN needs to start. Um, he was good with 72, a couple of tries and a couple of try celebrations. Elliot, 66 points. And Tohu, 60 points. Acceptable, I think. Um, my bads were Aitken, 10.1%, uh, 34. Uh, 111 people actually brought him in. But he's best. Unfortunately, from Aitken, um, look, it was, I mean, against the Raiders, probably wasn't the worst, you know, on the surface move. But I don't know if Aitken would be someone I'd, you, don't you wish you would have got Val instead? Why'd you bring in Aitken? Um, Ugly was uh, Curran, 2%, um, 24 points from him. He started off the bench and he came on late um, and he sucked, unfortunately. And people were looking at him as a cut price. Well, you know, because he's, being on, you know, out and, and stuff, and he come back you know, off the bench, that he might be good value for when he comes back and starts again. Uh, look, you know, you, 2.2%. It stinks. I don't know how confidently I play him. You know, uh, maybe he'll get his starting spot back after another loss. Um, Ugly, yeah, Walsh, he's 1.4% owned. I'm surprised. Did people sell 0.3% sold him? Fish on a minus one. Um, which he's coming off the he came he came off the bench with 15 minutes to go, uh, to try to turn the game and just made a whole bunch of mistakes. You know, it's really sad. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Bunnies versus the Storm. Are things going terribly at the Storm? Four in a row loss. They look like shit out there too. By the way, um, look, the Bunnies got the job done, twenty-four to twelve. The good for me was Kaloa Matangi, nine point five percent, and that's that juicy ownership, smoky. That's a smoky ownership, one hundred and eighteen points. Um, can't believe twenty-two percent of Kaloa Matangi's owners didn't play him. That hurts. <laughs> You're gonna have one hundred and eighteen sitting on your bench. Um, last five had been fifty-five, fifty-eight, fifty-five. Those are all, be- you know. Probably slightly disappointing, but okay. The last two has been a 74 and 118. Nice work. Um, Trell was good with a 91. He gets the try assists. Even if they look dodgier than other people like Munster, he gets the try assists. Although they don't normally... Munster's normally one that does receive a bit of a nice rub of the green in there. I I, I can't believe they've just recently taken it off him. Um, that I would have fished on 1,200. And you uh, it's highway robbery for you to take it off him. But Trell... 
Um, 91, he, that's a, I mean, look, the Storm are out of form. Um, a lot of people that were saying, you know, he, he's come back and, and they were saying he's still going to do well against the good teams. I think this is the first one of the good teams in the hard draw. He scored well again against them. He's updated to 99. So let's have a look at Trell since he came back. Um, 93, 99, 93, 136 and 99. It's been a good move for people that brought him in. I'm really sick of Cody Walker. Um, a hard draw, and normally Cody lifts for the harder uh, teams, but he hasn't been outstanding this year. He's only sometimes seemed like you can hold him if you need to. Um, I don't know after this 15 whether... I, I mean, I'm not going to play him. So do I bring Drinkwater from fullback up to you know the 5'8 position, punt Cody and bring in a Latrell, who seems to he's got a better floor, hasn't he? You know, there's no 15s coming out of Latrell. He kicks goals. It is a hard draw as well. Um, or maybe Avell. I could do either off with a Cody Walker, but you know, it's Trell. He's been good um since coming back. Um AJ was good, 72 points. There's tries there, so he'll get him. Um Seve was good with a 71. Uh, and I can't even understand my bloody writing. Also, someone, someone did good <laughs> with a 75. Good on you. Um, look, my bads, did I even cover the, oh, well, I didn't even cover the bads. Did I cover, I did, I, I skipped a game. Skip the Panthers versus the Sharks. I'll do that after this one. Um, so my bad was Hughes, 12% owned, a 44. Oh, now he updated to 53, didn't he? Um, it was his 100th game. 53, you're a harsh man, Ado. Um, but look, it wasn't 100. You thought it could have been 100. His last five weeks, 101, 51, 56, 55, 53. A lot of 50s in there, um, which is a bit of a worry. Um, if you're thinking about him as a premium pod option, he's got to be scoring more than them. You know, you need some tons in there. And they just are all out of sorts, aren't they? Um, and the ugly was Cody Walker, um, 15 points, uh, 60% of owners played him. I did. I played him over Talakai and Mulatalo, 15 points. Um, let's have a look at his last five, 34, 41, 119, 78, and then this 15. So three out of the five are dismal. Two of them are pretty good. Um, it's if, if you do decide that you're going to just lump it and hold Cody for the rest of the year. You've got to be very selective about who you play him against. I'm not going to confidently play him next week after last week. I don't, I mean, you know, you could probably educated, you know, make an educated guess that he's going to bounce back, but what is a bounce back for him? 70 points. I don't know. I'm really at a crossroads with Cody this um, year. Um, well, the game before, which I didn't cover, was the Melbourne uh, was the Penrith Panthers versus the Sharks. The Panthers got the job done just against the um, Sharks, 10, 20 to 10. Um, it was a good game. These are finalists. Uh, I think they're going to be there and about. Well, obviously, Panthers are runaway favourites to win the whole title, but I really like the Sharks and what they put up in this game. Um, the good for me, Braley, 7%. That's nice, smoky body ownership, um, 75 points. Um, he is an uber pod. 69, 40, 82, 35, 75. Bit rocks and diamonds. You would have really wanted that 75 this week. Um, and you got it. Um, look, the other good scores in there was a bit of a... They sort of blunted each other out a bit, didn't they? Um, Cleary, 69. I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed with that because he was the highest captain of the week. 
if and people like me who had a Barry in other ways are going to probably finish around the same as you because we got a Teddy. Um, and that's a big difference maker in Supercoach this year, landing, that, as always, the VCs and Cs. Um, Moylan was good with a 72. Nice, tough try. Nearly with his head taken off by Yo, who gets no penalty because he's a golden child. Targo, 65, is acceptable. Luai with 72. Appy with a 74. Good scores. Hines is a bad 56.4%. Um, Hines finish with a 47. Look, it's not the worst, but it's... And, and look, uh, I probably... You know, when I played him, I was like, it's going to be 50 minimum and hopefully 70, 80. You know, and it is. It's the minimum. 8.3% of people captained him. That's got to be wrong, isn't it? You, you haven't captained Heinz at, against Penrith at home, have you? You, you Lunatics. Uh, well, um, but actually people benched him as well. 48% of owners benched him. Um, 61, 96, 96, 80, uh, and then this 47. It's the lowest score of the last five weeks for Hines. A little bit understandable because it was against the Penrith Panthers. Um, Talakai, 25%. If finished on a 41, could have been worse. You could have played Mulatalo for 28. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I'll take your 40. If you've got a 41 this week when other people are getting a 15 from Cody or a 28 from Mulatalo, you'll take it. But it wasn't, a, you know, Talakai needs to get a big score soon. And we, I've held him. I didn't play him this week, but I want to be able to play him on a soft matchup, which this wasn't. And I want a ton. I want. Someone to get the bloody ball out there for Mulatalo and Talakai. Is it asking too much? You bloody Moylan hogs and, and all that. And get, get in the ball. Get your edge men the ball so they can get some tries. Um, Talakai, let's have a look at him. Um, 65, 79, 8, uh, 39, 54. So I'll accept the 79 and 65, the 54, the 41, and the 39 I'm not in love with. And, you know, he's not an easy hold at the moment. Uh, the, you're holding him because you, you think the draw is going to be nicer. Um, yo, 18.2% own him. That's, I, I thought he'd be under 10%, but he's 18.2%. He's been very good. Um, look, a 44 is mild. It's, you know, I, I people who played Talakai got the same. Um, 68, 83, 83, 56. Um, that's actually his lowest score of the whole year, the 44 from Yo. Not a week for it, is it? You know, you want not you don't want lower scores of the year from players at this stage when we're at head into head head finals. Um, Ronnie Ronaldo, nine point nine percent. When you have those nine point nine percent, you want hundreds, but we didn't get a hundred from Ronnie this week. Twenty eight points. Oh, how sad. 78% of owners played him. That surprises me. I didn't play him. I sat him. I knew he was going to go 20s. Look, your player, you know, I would have played him if I was forced to play him or Talakai. I would have played him because he's got some upside for tries. So I understand why people played him. But he's becoming a little bit of a hard old owner as well. It's reading very similar to Talakai. 43-57-57-33. I reckon you can only play him on the easy matchups now. Um... There was a time where we were like Mulatalo and Manu. You can play Manu every week. You can play Garrick every week. You know, Targo, May, Talakai, Mulatalo, these types, I think you're going to have to really selectively pick when you do. The matchups, the right matchups. Um, I already covered the bunnies in the storm. I went in the wrong order. Um, the dogs versus the Titans. Um, the dogs got the job done. Um, surely coach has got to be on the chopping block. I mean, you know... I reckon I could coach better than this bloody coach. No offense. 
Oh, well, actually, you know, offence. Holbrook stinks. He stinks. He got no idea how to coach. Um, the good for me was Burton, hundred and twenty-nine points from Birdo. No um, Gagai or Latrell to contend with, so he, he went well today. No, he went well. 129 points, very good. Other scores that were good were Jeremy Marshall King. He's been good. I think it's a nice pickup by the old um, Dolphins. Um, 96 points for him. Addo Carr was good with some tries. 96. That's it on the dog side. Um, Sammy was good with a 72. Aaron Clark coming off the bench, 71. He should start. Um, 68 points by Sexton is okay. I'm not even giving... So, I mean, David Fafita did nothing today, 64. I'll just pe- mention that. I think he'll update to 70 probably, um, which, you know, 70 doing nothing, I can accept. Mate, this coach, <laughs> you know, I, I reckon Tino is a great player. Don't get me wrong. Heart and soul. He's a bit dirty. He's a bit of a grub as well. He's probably, I think he probably, you know, he's more of a grub than he is a good player. But he's a, he's a grub. Um, but also, uh, he takes three runs a set. Two, three runs a set. And he stunts their attack. You know, I think he's obviously just going, calling the ball. He's the captain. They, they you know, giving him the ball straight away, um, you know, and it's stunting their attack. Too much, you know, Dino runs. And they're too predictable. The dummy half can only pass right. And he's laying on intercepts because they're so predictable. The coach can't coach. Oh, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, you never know. And he's got his go in the NRL. They had a decent enough go last year. But, you, I mean, just us mugs who watch on the TV are like, what the hell are they doing? You know, what the hell? Are, who the hell is coaching them? We know. It's Holbrook for now. But he stinks. Um, the bad, well, Kuras, it's a 34, is that what it was? I can't even see my own writing here. Kuras, where are you, mate? 37. Um, look, he looked pretty good out there to me. He's one of those ones that looks busier than their score, you know, in super coach. Maybe he updates. Hopefully he does. Those games haven't updated yet, um, but he's my bad at the moment. The last um, five, a 98, an 85. Then we've had a 33, a 45, and a 37. It's not quite Panasini wheels falling off, but I think you could have sold him a few weeks back. I, I didn't think he was a season-long hold, um, and I probably think the same thing now. What's he worth? You know, because you know, there's too many low ones. If he has a good game, it's an 80, a, like a really good game. I think that someone like Val kicking goals is a much, much better option. What's Karaz worth? 463000 He's going to lose a bit of money this week because he break even as 83. Hopefully, you've got some stash in your kitty. Um, but, yeah, not, not, I don't think he's a season-long hold. Um, ugly, TPJ, 5.5%, so it's very Uber-ish, Uber-pot-ish, 20 points. He was supposed to be their big dog and he was going to take, I mean, they did get, you know, a little bit going, didn't they, him and Tino, but, you know, he didn't get the points, did he? He didn't get super coach points this week. 20 points by TPJ. There was a time when we were like, is he a front row keeper or do you, you know, do you pick him and run home? with? No, you don't. Um, he's 5.5% owned. 5.5% of you should sell him and get a Tuppany or a Hass. Go to Hass. Hass is pretty cheap. Tunned up this week, but you can't have TPJ. Um, on to the cows versus the tigers. Uh, really disappointing. Twenty-seven to twenty-six, the cows get the win, thanks to the idiot ref on field and Klein never let him near a football game again. Poor old tigers lose, and uh, the cowboys continue their nice run. 
the good for me was Val Holmes in the Val Holmes versus Drinkwater. It was Val. He's a, he was a sexy pick for this week. And I just didn't get him because I wanted tons. And I thought Drinkwater could get a good work, Ado. Well, Val tunned up, didn't he? 113 points. Exceptional super coaching by you. 8.1% of people that brought him in. It's superb work. Um, look, I really am hoping that my Drinkwater pick pays off in the long run. But at the moment, it's 1-0 to the Val uh, buyers over the drink water buyers. One, uh, one very big one, 70 points this week. So well done. Um, Nanai was good. He turned up 107 points. He's a, he's a good player. Nanai did, I think he did his job in origin very well. He started with a bang. People sold him. And then the last five weeks has been a 91, a 75, a 77, a 70. And then tons up this week. He's had a really great five weeks. <laughs> you probably wish you never sold him. Um, he's he had a good year. He's a good player. Is he a rookie this year? I mean, he's got to be rookie of the year, isn't he? Because he's been exceptional. Went straight to Origin. Like he's he's bloody. I would have said him or Taylor May, you know. But he's got to be the. Did he play last year? I don't know. I I, I don't know. But he's a bloody weapon. Um, Deedon good with an eighty-two. Robson with a seventy-seven. Good work. Lolo, 73. Brooks was a 90. Laurie was a 98. Naden was a 94. Dewey, did Dewey do well? I think he did well. He, he put on that last try, which should have won on the game. Where are you, Dewey? What did he get? Oh, he only finished on 52, so he had a rubbish game other than that try. Um, the bad for me was uh, Pole, 14.2%. Um, I ended up playing him as a result of looping Teddy. He's my AE. 26 points. Thanks a lot, mate. Well, it doesn't matter because Mulatalo got 28, so I would have got him. <laughs> Only two more points. Um, nobody played him either, so, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, he's been getting 40s, and which, you know, this was his lowest score, so it's not good. Um, the ugly for me was Drinkwater. He got hooked. Drinkwater got hooked. What a dumb trade-in this week. It all looked good on the surface for him. He has a popular trade-in. 15% of us own him. We would have all played him because it was a beautiful matchup. 32 points, and he was hooked. Oh, don't you hate Supercoach sometimes? I mean, that's 60, 70 points. Oh, you know, I know he, he was only 15 minutes to go, and he probably he could have laid on maybe one more try. He would have only finished 50 points or something. It was a bad game by Drinkwater. Hopefully, he still starts their next game in fullback, and he has a bounce-back game. But this week... I can't believe I didn't get to 1,200. You know, doesn't that happen sometimes in Supercoach? You think, you know, with you head into the Sunday, you're like, oh, I might get to 1,300 this week. Then you don't even make 1,200. Go figure. Um, let's finish the show with some of the common questions that I've had to the socials, or I even think myself, I'm going to try to help you through it as an answer, my honest opinion on it. Um, and, you know, they're relevant for now and run home, I think. Um the first one is a questions I was getting as soon as Hass turned up. Is Hass back and do we run home with him? Look, he did turn up this week. Hass, he looked like he wasn't actually troubled by the injury. Um, but let's compare him with the last five weeks from other players. So it's, look, Hass, 105 this week. The four before that was a 58, a 51, a 31, and a 62. Not the best reading for Hass, but we do know he was injured. Let's have a look at Lolo, 72, whatever he get today. 72, so he's 30, the worst um, today for for um, him between between him and Hass. The weeks before, it was a 56, a 56, a 57, and an 89. 
So in that question, would I sell Lolo to go to Haas? No, it's Lolo is scoring well enough. It's 30 points this week, but next week Haas could score a 60 and Lolo could get over for a try and be 100. I think that five weeks says to me there's no need to trade Lolo um, to Haas. Um, IPAP, of course not. 73 this week, 82, 90. He had a 38 in there and a 73. Um, but he'll score more than Haas, I think, and you don't, you don't sell IPAP. You, see, Lolo, you, you, you could contemplate selling, but I just think that there's not much you gain going him to Haas and Chasey's 105 from this week, whereas you'd never sell IPAP in a million years. Ming, the Max King, 56 today, 53, uh, 87, 68, 73. That reads as well as Lolo. Um, and we do know Luke Thompson is coming back. I actually sold him because I wanted to bring in Fafita. I brought in Fafita for a whole 10 points or whatever this week. Nice work, Ado. I wanted a ceiling player. And look, Max King doesn't have the ceiling of, you know, an IPAP or uh, Haas or Lolo probably. Um, but the scores are perfectly acceptable. So, I mean, if you had an IPAP and Max King front row, would I go to um, Haas? If I had Max King, I could be tempted maybe to go to Haas. But it's a trade, isn't it? And trades are a real premium. But if you have a look at their scoring, the scoring over the five weeks, he scored more points than Haas. You know, we know Haas has been injured, but that's my point. Is I I sold him, though, so who am I to talk? Um, Tappany, no way. Um, 79 this week, 94, 82, 95, 78. Him and IPAP. If you've got a combo that's Tappany, IPAP, you know, Lolo, um, Hass, Max King, any of these, I think you're in pretty good shape. If I owned any combination of those being three of my players, I wouldn't sell to get the other one, if you know what I mean. The only ones that, you know, I, after the ton, it is tempting that you would, you would, you know, to get a Hass, but I, I'm happy enough with a Lolo and IPAP front row. Um, for the run home. Um, Tappany is someone I wish I had got much, much cheaper. <laughs> and, and look, maybe if you want to do that, you're like, I'll get, the, I'll do my Tappany pick by getting Hass while he's cheaper. And, ho- you know, you just, you know, beware. He might, might not get hundreds every week. <laughs> um, do you need Harry Grant or is one gun hooker um, okay? I mean, I own Robson and Randall <laughs> in my second hooker position. My plan, and I've got the funds there. Next week, I was going to go, all right, I could bring in Harry Grant. I'd never considered Cook, um, even though Cook has been going very well. Probably, I think he might be outscoring Harry Grant over the last five weeks. Harry's last five weeks have been 66, 37, 78, 51. And what did he score this week? Um, Melon are in all sorts. I don't know. Is one gun hooker enough? I don't think it's an area where, um, you know, at his best, you, you know, Harry Grant is the absolute boss. You know, he's a very consistent 70, sort of 80 scorer, which is a good score in super coach. He finished on 62 this week. He's going to lose money again because he had 105 break even. He's going to go down 20, 30,000 and be very affordable for teams. Look, I don't know if I need it. Um, look, to me, getting on a Latrell who can get a hundred, you know, is he's gonna he's got a bigger ceiling, you know. So if you're gonna, so if if you're getting Harry Grant and it means you're using a trade to get, you know, a Randall up to a Harry Grant, or you're getting rid of someone else, you know, who's you know dead weight to bring in a Latrell or a Val who have a hundred ceiling, 
you know, I think that you go for the ceiling player. Um, I did that with Dave Fafita this week. <laughs> if they could get him some ball, maybe you will get a hundred. Um, but uh, I don't think you need two gun hookers on the on the run home. They're fifty sixties, you know. And if you're just, I'm not playing my reserve. My reserves enough, are very expensive enough, four hundred eighty something thousand. Um, but you don't need to play that second hooker. I think if you've got a hooker there that's scoring seventy, like a Robson, like an Appy, you know, you're fine. And I don't need you. I don't think you need to, you know, make a trade up there, you know, or none of those. But you, you wanted to trade your second one to jump on a Harry and hope that he comes home with a wet sail. His wet sail is seventy eighty average, you know. So will is he going to get back to that? Is the question? No, I don't think you need two guns. I think you need one gun, and then that probably means Cook, Grant, Robson, or Appy. You know, for mine, uh, in oh, Jeremy Marshall King, no, but not no. I reckon it's got to be one of those guns. As long as you've got one of those guns, you're fine. Um, name three players that you don't own that you wish you did have. Um, look, number one, I did mention him there is Tappany. I think the ship might have sailed on Tappany. I'd love to just have an IPAP and Tappany front row. When I'm in head to heads against people who have got a Tappany IPAP front row, I'm you know, I'm annoyed. Um, he has been very, very good this year. Like, very, very good is, is no, an understatement. He's been an absolute weapon this year. He cost you 682. The break even was 70, so he's probably going to hold his value pretty much. He'll be 682,000. Let's have a look at these last five weeks. It's been so good. 95, 82, 94, 74. You know, and he's got a 70 this week as well. Look, I got Lolo. And he got a 70 this week as well. So he matched him. Uh, it just seems pointless to me now to trade in there, to bring in a Tappany. I wish that I'd had that combo. I wish I had an IPAP and Tappany co- combo instead of a um, IPAP Lolo combo, but that's going to do me. And I'm going to have to just run that to the end. I don't know if I want to make a trade you know, from Lolo to Tappany or, or my bench. You know, I'm not going to play three front rowers. And the points difference is only going to be 15 points at best. 10 points, probably. 10 points. So, no, um, I'm not going to get tapping in. Trell, he got a nice 99 again this week. You know, when Latrell's nearly, well, t- you know, averaging 100 since he's come back, and I've got a 15 off Cody Walker this week and a 32 out of bloody drink water, you know, I'm tempted to, instead of going next week, Randall to Grant, I'm tempted to go Cody Walker out, drink water up to 5'8", and bring Trell in and run a Teddy and Trell fullback. Yes, they're going into really hard games, but I just don't know. I don't think Latrell is a handful. Like, he's a handful, and he's going to score well. He's going to break tackles. He chimes into that back line, has a brilliant pass on him. You know, he's such a super coach-friendly player and kicking the goals. South look much, much better with him in the team. Cody did nothing this week, and it was all, you know, Cook and Murray and, you know, and, and bloody Trell. It was all Trell. Um, so it's very tempting for me to just, you know, run Robson as my only hooker home, grab a ceiling player like um, Trell instead and bust Cody Walker out. I don't think he's got the ceiling. He's had one ton this year um, and he does look better with Trell in the team, but I'm going to go and rage trade probably. I mean, I like the thing. It feels right. You know what I mean? It feels right to me. Um, but... Trell is one that I went Teddy instead of Trell. Look, Teddy, 150 this week. He outscored Trell, and he I got him as a captain score. So it was a good move. Um, but, you know, this week he tons up Trell and Drinkwater 32s it and gets hooked. So, you know, it's one of those ones that I'm, I'm kicking myself. Oh, and I, and I could still fix. 
Um, look, and, uh, and the other one was obviously because I'm sitting there with Randall. The other option that I do have if I don't want to go the trail is a Cook or Grant. Now, I think they're the best hookers this year. And Randall's really, I mean, uh, Robson's been really good. Um, enough for me to feel like I could probably just hold and play him only. Um, and maybe as a luxury trade, you know, in the home stretch, I could do it, get a second one. But they're not going to score you hundreds, really, are they? Cook has in the past um, shown an aptitude for hundreds. But Harry's just been, you know, meat and potatoes, 80s, you know, type scoring. Um, maybe if you want to shoot up in the ladder, you go for the ceiling players. I don't think Trell's going to has a terrible floor either. You can see that from his pre-injury games. Um, but, you know, two... I thought, you know, if I could, I've got a Randall there. You know, I'd like to get one of these other ones and it would only be a gun in Cook or Grant that I'd bring in. Um, if you skip Teddy, do you need to get him in? Um, look, I think that you've got to have two gun fullbacks. Um, look, so I think it's got to be a Teddy, Trell, you know, as, as your anchor. You know, you've got to, if you have a Trell and drink water, you know, I think you're probably okay um, if you've got a Teddy and a drink water like me, I think that that's okay, even though drink water wasn't great this week. I think drink water is probably better up in the 5A, you know, and I think Hines is better up in the halfback. But if you have a Hines and Teddy or you have a Trell and Hines, I think you're fine. I think there's, that's it for guns. I think some people thought Ponga for this week because he's been great in recent times, but that's an unfortunate thing, and that's what super coaches like sometimes. Um, so I think, you know, for me, Maybe I get rid of Cody. I wanted to sell Cody to Brown in the lead up to this um, buy. And Cody was good for me in the buy, but, you know, it really hurt this week, the 15. Um, so, you know, I think, oh, look, I'm, I'm so happy to have Teddy. Let's put it that way. And, and he's just got 150. So um, if I had a Trell in there and a, you know, a Ponga, if I, if I was a Ponga owner, I would bring in, in Teddy next week. Yeah, 100%. And if I had a, if I wasn't somebody who had a, you know, I had a combo that meant that I can bring in a fullback, or, you know, or that's one of my final moves of the, of the year, it, I think the top two that are, that are appealing is Teddy and Trell, um, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Um, am I worried about any players in my team or, or just in general? Look, Cody Walker, 34, 41, 119, 78, and then this 15 this week. Three out of five rubbish scores. Three out of five is a pretty poor success rate. Um, it worries me. Um, Mulatalo, 43, 57, 57, 33, and then a 28 this week. There's un- that's only two medium scores being 57s out of five. Um, now, that's pretty poor, and that worries me. Um, I'm certainly not about making trades. I've got a really gun sort of center wingers, and I think in the soft matchups on the run home, hopefully Multalo starts scoring well, but I'm not going to just play him blindly. Same as Penasini, we mentioned him earlier. You, and you kinda, you've got to play them on matchups. Um, someone like Garrick, you can play every week. You know, and Manu probably. Um, I play May quite happily, even though he's only scoring 50s, isn't he? You know, uh, May and Targo will get you 50 as a floor. There's none of this 20s and 30s in there. So I th- those are two that worry me in my team. I'm not going to play Mulatalo just really nearly. I'm going to pick it on matchups. And if I hold Cody Walker, I've got to see something before I ever play him again. I'm worried. Uh, I mean, the last two weeks before this week were much more spirit lifting. 
but it came crashing down this week, unfortunately. Um, name my top eight <laughs> for the NRL. Look, number one is no doubt it's going to be the Penrith Panthers taking top spot. If they keep getting gifted wins, the Cowboys are going to finish second. No troubles at all, aren't they? What a disgrace. An absolute dis- – it's it's a sad day for the NRL, um, That the result of that game. Number three on the ladder, I think, is going to be the Sharks. I like what I saw from them against um, Penrith. I think they've got the – nuts and bolts of how to win and beat them. Uh, look, you know, you go away to Penrith, you're not going to get the rub of the green from the old refs as well. Um, if the circumstances are right and things, and they stay relatively injury-free, um, I think the Sharks can, you know, at least be there in the, the pointy end of the season. I think they'll finish third on the ladder. Um, number five, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to say the Broncos. Oh, sorry, number four on the ladder. I think the Broncos, you know, they have a bit of a hard draw home. Um but they got the job done this week quite convincingly, and I don't think I think the Storm are on a slide. Um, four losses in a row. I think the Storm are going to probably go into fifth for me. Um, surely they've got to reset. Um, you know, and win some games. You know, they've got to win some games. It's not like the Storm. You know, a lot of people who I talk to say they're done. You know, they've got no. They're getting dominated in the forwards. They have sort of low quality backs as well, apart from a couple in there that are okay. Um, and they're on a real slide. And I really don't think they're. Oh, you know, people are like it's going to be a Storm and Panthers grand final. Well, as soon as Paps went down, I think that that's put a big line through um, the Storm. We're seeing some very unStorm like um, behaviors from them. So. That's my top four, Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks, and Broncos. I think Storm in fifth. Sixth, I think, is going to be the Rabbits. I know they've got a wretched draw home, um, but they got the job done against a you know disappointing Melbourne. The next couple of weeks are going to be a real test for them against hard opposition, but I really think um, on their day, much like they did in the finals campaign of last year, that they can some wins they've got some attack in them and it might be 40 to 30 wins but i really think they might um consolidate and and land in sixth spot this year um at the end of regular season the roosters look you know people are at the moment we got the eels and you know i i think the eels are terrible um i haven't liked what i've seen from the eels they got rolled this week um that's not to say the eels can't surprise and pick it back up and get them back in and i know it's going to be disappointing um look the roosters for mine um, I just think they, Eddie, they've got some, you know, they've got some Suwali, Manu. I think they're warming up in their season and there's still things that they've got to work on. I think they're getting some troops back, but they have had some adversity, obviously, in injuries. Um, I think they might jag a seventh spot. I think a draw is not super easy, but there are winnable games in there for them. And I could see the Eels just lose. They've got a hard draw home. See them losing multiple games in there. Now, um, so that's the seventh spot. I'm going the Roosters. Number eight, I think, is going to be taken up by one of three teams. It's either going to be Manly, it's going to be the Raiders, or it's going to be the Eels. No, it's not going to be St. George. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to be them. Uh, I think it's going to be the Raiders, the Eels, or Manly. I think that the Eels and Manly are better teams than the Raiders this year, um, but the Raiders have a very friendly draw home. The friendliest draw home, I think, out of all the teams. So just on, if they get the wins against these teams, they should get a win against, like the Warriors yesterday. They just wobbled their way home in the second half. If they can just convert some two-pointers um, and, and lock the points in, the run is easy enough. And, and and the Raiders, really, they don't deserve to be there if they can't get there now with their draw home. So I'm going to th- lock in the Raiders. I'm wearing a Raiders shirt right now. Um, I'll lock them in to take the eighth spot, and I'm going to have Eels and Manly to miss. 
So sorry, Eels and Manly fans, but that's my top eight um, guess. Um, are there any pods that'll actually get you up the ladder on the way home? Not really. I mean, look, let's talk about um, a few names. DCE, 4.5%. It wasn't a very good game this week, was it? Um, finished in the, you know, with a rubbish score, but... You know, you could pot him against the Hines maybe and hope that he um, outscores him on the run home. DCE scored well in the weeks before, um, 73, 118, 111. DCE can get hundreds. And if you've got a player that can get hundreds and gets multiple hundreds in a row, there's a chance um, that you can catch up on others. Um, Look, I've got Hines and I've got Cleary in there. I won't be doing anything in there. And if you want to pot against me with a DCE, good luck to you, I say. And you deserve it if they outscore them. Um, If they do outscore them, it's more like Hines will have an 80 average and... You know, DC could have a 90 average. It'll only be 10 points. So, um, you know, it's not a recommended one, you know, but if you've got a, if you've got a ma'am or someone in there and you want to upgrade, you know, DC is a fair, uh, he's only 4.5%. I mean, he's got 100 in him. Um, oh, 9.6%. Um, he was okay this week. What did you get? To- oh, have I got you in there? No, he wasn't bad enough to get a bad score, but I don't think it was the best we've ever seen from Tor. And, you know, they were a little bit down the Panthers Panthers for super coach scoring, but it was a hard matchup. And I think that they all said that after the game. The Sharks are a quality outfit. So they're a little bit down, um, but I do think that To'o is a very good player. Look, he looked... they. It, but they were down a little bit. It was a tough tussle this week. He still scored 55. In his recent scores, there's 200s. There's a 71, a 116, a 101, a 60, and then there's 55 this week. Any player that gets 200s in a row. You know, so in your center wing, you know, if you're rocking a Mulatalo as your fourth center wing and you're up against someone who's their fourth center wing as a bloody To'o, you're going to get beaten. Um, and To'o is under 10%. That's that's pod. That's pod territory. Um, Holmes. 6.8%, although I feel like that's going to go up hugely after this week. He was the number one traded in, wasn't he? Um, but he's going to go up again. He's tunned up this week. He looks really he's, – he's got speed to burn. And he goes and gets himself involved out there as well. Um, I didn't have the cobbles. I went um, drink water because those sweeping fullbacks, and I thought he was going to get hundreds. Val, he looks very good. I could, you know, get Val in next week for Cody. Uh, and, you know, I, I could do that. If, or if I wanted to, or I could go trail. Um, but he's a pod at the moment. Uh, under 10, you know, four, he's at 6.8% currently. I, th- I reckon he's well and truly up above 10% after next week. Um, look, trail, it's not pod territory, but he's only 13.5%. He is sure to go up again next week as well. There's going to be some Ponga sellers, um, and there's going to be some people that have seen his scoring since he's come back, and they're going to bring him in. Even though the draw is coming up is hard, he looks on to me he he looks motivated he looks strong he doesn't look like he doesn't look like he fears any team to me and i think you know he could go out and score 60 or 70 um but i just feel like he'll score that as a he'll score a 60 70 you know or he'll get you near 100 every time kicking goals he's a good goal kicker um and he's only 13.5 percent i think he's going to go up again next week probably um but those are the only names that i could come up with really that are going to go going to get you somewhere um should we be um, looking at restings for the round 24, round 25, uh, and should it affect who you bring in? Yes. You know, I really think, um, I, you know, I've, I'm in head-to-head cashies and stuff, and 
Well, one way you can go about is have some trades up your sleeve to be able to trade these guys out when inevitable resting happens. If teams sew up the top one or two, you can guarantee in the last round or two, they'll probably rest some of their stars. Currently, I've got four Panthers in there and I've got three Cows. So that's seven players off my books. Um, and they're, you know, like um, Cleary and you know, they're Toto who have played Origin and stuff. So um, there's a good chance that could be rested. Um, look, I'm saying the Sharks and the Broncos are going to finish in the top four as well. If they sew up a top four, I've got three Sharks. Um, I don't have any Broncos, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of players. That's 10 of my players that are potential rest um, options. Even pl- teams... You know, if they can't, if it doesn't matter if they win or lose and they're going to hold their spot on the ladder, it could be a good time in the lead up to finals for them to rest uh, a player. I really think the Chooks are going to be in a fight for finishing spot on the ladder. Um, so I think that that's probably reads well for your, your roosters, like your Teddy and stuff, uh, hopefully. And, you know, maybe the Sharks are in a battle for the top four. You know, your Rabbitohs, all of those are in a fight at the end to try to land where they are. Um, you know, on the ladder, you're going to land better, um, they're going to probably want to play him. So it's something to think about anyway. Um, look, the sh- that's the show. Um, I have finished with uh, 1183 highway robbery on um, Munster. I wanted to get to 1200. Let's see if these games update. I think 1200 is probably going to be par. I see some 1300s in some real competitive leagues that I've, uh, I'm in. Um, but I really see a lot of sort of 1,200, 1,250. So I'm probably prepared to say 1,250, which means I'm 50 points shy. It's going to probably be a red arrow or two for me this week, and that's what happens when you get a 15 from someone and a 32 from these guys that are supposed to be scoring 70-plus. It's unfortunate. Um, Anything else? How how long has this gone for? I'm going to tell you a story of a guy who, to to finish the show, in his lifetime, him... He, he was a little person and a giant. He was actually a little person and a giant in his lifetime. Because, you know, you learn something new every day or you hear a story every day. Adam Rayner. He was born in Austria in 1899. He was, when he tried to enlist in the army uh, when he was 18 years old, he was four foot six. So he was a little person. Um, he was deemed too short. Uh, and, he, and a year later, he tried again to um, join the army. And although he'd grown a full two inches, uh, the army rejected him once again because of his small height. He was four foot eight inches at the age of 19. Four foot eight. <laughs> um, and he was considered, a, you know, a, a little person um, being below the cutoff of four, four foot ten. Although he was short, medical reports from the state uh, that Rayner had abnormally large hands and feet for his height. So he was a little person, but he still had great big hands and feet. Um, when he first tried to enlist in the army, he wore shy, size shoes uh, US 10, <laughs> even though he was a little person. Three years later, his feet had doubled to a size 20 US, and though his height remained relatively normal, um, you know, to put it in perspective, are you um, Shaquille O'Neal, he wore size 23. So here's this guy who's still the same height, he's wearing a size 20. <laughs> uh, and at 21... Everything changed. So up until then, he was too short. to. He was four foot eight. He couldn't join the uh, army. Um, but when he turned 21, um, he began to grow at an alarming pace. Over the next decade, he grew from four foot eight to a shocking seven 
foot one. So he was four foot. He went up three foot. He's seven foot one tall. Um, and he also began, uh, you know, he got uh, some spinal problems. Um, but he was a, a little person and a giant. Seven foot tall he finished at, which I don't, that's some freaky stuff, isn't it? <laughs> And a little random to finish a Supercoach show, but I wanted to give you something at the end. And oh, good luck, guys, this week. I hope you see some green arrows. 1250, 1200, something like that's going to be par. There was a lot of good and a lot of bad. If you avoided 15s and 20s like I did, and you you know had a Teddy captain, you might finish 1300, I think, this week because I had some bad things in there as well and a bad AE and stuff. Um, I'm a little bit under, but... Hopefully the damage isn't too big and we're in for a big home stretch. Next week, I'm probably looking at either upgrading Randall to probably Grant and hoping for Grant to get back to his 70, 80s type best and Melbourne to pick up their act. It's a hard thing to predict though because they're looking rubbish. Um, Or I'm going to punt Cody and I'm going to feel really happy doing it. I'm going to bring drink water up to 5'8 and I'll bring in a trell. Or a Holmes. I think, you know, it's worth a punt on Trell. Um, and those are probably going to be my moves next week. Um, it'll be one trade, obviously, um, which will leave me with a handful of trades, uh, three of them to run home with, and I'll have the team set. It'll be a slight change for me um, because I'm selling someone who could I could hold, and I'm going to be running with one hooker instead of two hookers. But I, I don't see a real need if they're scoring 60s, you know, to bring in another hooker while you've got one there scoring 70s. Uh, good luck, guys. We'll talk to you again on Teamless Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Here we go, Phil. Special request, a bit of chili peppers, bro. Can I get your hair to ride on? Just a piece of leg to bite on? What a night to fly my kite on? Do you want to flash a light on? Take a look, it's on display for you. Coming down my night today. Did you meet your fortune teller? Get it off with no propeller. Do it up, it's always stellar. What a way to finally smell her. Pick it up, but not too strong for you. Take a piece and pass it on Fly away on my zephyr I feel it more than ever And in this perfect weather We'll find a place together Fly on my Find a way to be a skater Rev it up and levitate a Super friendly aviator Take a look, it's on display For you Coming down but not today Fly away On my zephyr I feel it More than ever And in this Perfect weather Find a place together In the water where I center my emotion All the world can pass me by Fly away on my zephyr We'll find a place together
yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Won't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fly away on my zipper. I feel it more than ever. And in this perfect weather, we'll find a place together. In the water where I center my emotion Oh